Welcome to Coming Out of the Spiritual Closet with your host, me, Brittany Wittig. Join me every week to explore and demystify the world of modern spirituality. Hello, hello, beautiful listeners. I am happy to be back with you this week, and I have something really interesting to talk about. I had the experience this week of realizing some very sneaky ways that my ego was hiding some of my true feelings from me. And I thought that it would be really helpful to share this because I bet every single one of you has had this experience, whether you know it just yet or not. This week, I found myself thinking about the long-term side effects that I have experienced from my cancer. If you're not familiar with my cancer journey, you can go back a few episodes and there's a several episodes that specifically speak about that experience. Basically back in 2021, I was diagnosed with cancer and in 2022, I was declared cancer free and I've been cancer free for, oh gosh, I think about somewhere in the six to eight month range now. So I was thinking about the long-term side effects that I've experienced from this cancer and that I will continue to experience for the rest of my life. And I haven't talked about this much publicly, which I think is partially a result of my ego protecting me. This week, I found myself discussing my long-term side effects with a friend. She pointed out, oh yeah, I'm sure that's a lot. And my response was, oh, it's all good. I'm totally okay with it. And it was so interesting because after I got off the phone with her, I started thinking about the feeling in my body when I said, oh, it's totally okay. I'm fine with it. What I experienced as I said those things was a sense of urgency, like, let's move past this topic. Let's not talk about this, which of course is a sure sign that you're avoiding something, right? And so I decided, huh, that's strange. Maybe I should sit with this and see what's going on. And so I did. So I sat down in meditation and I sat with the long-term side effects and so those, the long-term side effects that I'm referring to is uh, my cancer treatment put me through very quick early menopause. And I'm just turned 39 years old, so I'm very young to have already been through that change. And as many of you know, there's a myriad of side effects that come along with menopause. And so I sat down in meditation and just thought about the early menopause, thought about the side effects that come along with that and allowed myself to sit with that truth and see what came up for me. Lo and behold, what came up was a whole bunch of painful, challenging emotions that I had been completely avoiding. Subconsciously, of course, I didn't realize I was avoiding them. I really thought that I was totally okay with it. But as I sat there 
and really felt in to the grief around these long-term side effects that I am experiencing as a result of my cancer treatment, I realized how much emotion I really needed to feel there. And I began the process of allowing myself to feel those emotions. So how can this apply to your life? The first thing I would say is if there's anywhere in your life where you are using the terms, it's all good. It's totally fine. That's something to look a little more deeply at. If there's somewhere in your life where you are avoiding a deeper discussion with people, one of the ways that your ego might hide this for you is, oh, that's, that's just, that's private. I don't want to talk about that. And of course, we're allowed to have privacy and that's totally okay. But very often those things that we keep very close and very private, we're keeping them close or private because we're in avoidance of something around that situation. We are avoiding feeling our full feelings. We might feel shame around that situation. That's another sneaky feeling that our egos can hide from us. And it was interesting for me when I realized that I was not fully allowing myself to feel my feelings around these long-term side effects, one of the things that I noticed was that it did serve my ego to not feel these feelings because I noticed that I had sort of a sense of pride that I was so laid back about these side effects, that I was so chill about these side effects. It was like, oh yeah, I'm... I'm so evolved that I don't actually feel anything too major around these, these side effects. It's easy for me. (laughs) And that's so much my ego speaking, of course. I mean, I didn't realize it, but in my mind, there was a sense of pride around this. And that's, that was my ego. Also, I've had this exact kind of realization in a big way once before in my life. And that was when I first started therapy, I realized that I had been repressing my true feelings about being adopted. I was adopted when I was just a few days old. So when I was a baby, I never knew my biological parents. When I went to therapy for the first time in my 20s, I'd been telling myself that I was totally okay with being adopted. It was totally fine. I had absolutely no challenging or complicated feelings about it at all. (laughs) So of course, my therapist dug into that with me and was able to show me that maybe there was more going on there under the surface than I was letting myself know. I think many, many times when we're using the words it's all good, it's totally fine. There's actually something a little deeper going on beneath the surface. So much so that I think when you hear yourself say those phrases, you can immediately recognize those words as a clue, that there's something deeper that you need to look at in your psyche. And now all this talk about ego, if you're a little confused about what the ego is or how the ego works, head back to episode nine of my podcast. That's the first episode where I 
define the ego and talk more about the ego's function. I'm not going to go into that too much here because I really want to focus on what to do once you realize that there's something you're not letting yourself fully feel. So I'm going to just take you through a little exercise here that you can do right now. Go ahead and hit pause and grab a journal if you can. If you're doing something that won't allow you to journal, that's okay. You can still follow this exercise. What we're going to do is we're going to take some deep breaths. You can totally do this even if you're cooking dinner or driving, whatever you're doing. This isn't going to put you into any kind of a meditative state or anything like that. So deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. Another one. Out through the mouth. And one more. Okay, out through the mouth. And just ask yourself out loud, where in my life am I saying it's all good or it's totally fine? Did you say it out loud? Okay, perfect. And now I want you to write down anything that comes up for you, anything that's coming up. And if you're not able to write something down right now, just take note of what pops into your head after you say that, after you ask yourself that question. What is coming up? Now that is an area of your life that you're gonna want to examine a little more closely. Maybe a situation, maybe an event. What I would recommend doing is to create some privacy for yourself. So you want to do this when you won't be interrupted and you're going to have some privacy and really sit with that situation, with that event that came up for you and really let yourself open up to the feelings associated with it. And it might be a really powerful time to practice some conscious crying. So the idea here is that by letting ourselves feel our full emotions around a situation or an event, we're able to let those emotions move through us. Because when we don't let our emotions move through us, what they end up doing is they get stuck inside of our body, inside our physical and our energetic body, actually. And those emotions, eventually, if we don't release them, can begin to manifest physical symptoms in our bodies. You see this all the time when people are really stressed out and they start to have horrible back pain, for instance. What we're doing here is by feeling our emotions, allowing them to move through us, we are keeping them from sticking inside of us in a way that will eventually cause us more issues. So conscious crying, how do you do this? For some of us, crying is easy and it might be easy for you, but for many of us, and this was very true of me for most of my life, many of us have learned to repress our tears, to repress crying, to stop ourselves from crying. For a variety of reasons, many of us as children our parents 
frantically in many different ways tried to stop us from crying anytime we started to. Conscious crying is a powerful practice where you decide you're going to cry. You consciously make the decision you're going to cry in order to move emotion through you. If you are someone who has trouble letting yourself cry, a great trick for this is to put on a song or some music that evokes a big emotional response within you. Put one of those songs on and as those feelings begin to come up inside of you, allow the tears to come through. Just allow the tears to happen. Once the tears start flowing, it's pretty easy to just let them keep going and just allow them to flow until it feels like they've all moved through you. One of the things that people often say when I suggest this exercise is that they are scared that if they start crying, they'll never stop. That they're scared that by initiating this expression of emotion, this conscious crying, that they somehow won't be able to ever stop crying. It's like they'll open the floodgates and they won't be able to close them up. And I want to assure you that that is not the case. Our egos actually are the part of us that tell us that lie, that if we fully feel our emotions, that we will lose control, that we won't be able to ever stop crying. It's just not reality. The truth is actually the opposite. When we allow ourselves to fully feel those challenging emotions and fully express them and allow them to move through us, they do just that. They move through us. We experience them and they move out. And after crying, I always find that I feel so much lighter, that I feel so much better. I can actually feel that I've moved something and released something out of my body that was stuck there. You'll experience that too. Now, I want to be clear. If this is a big event in your life that you are going to be feeling into, I would give yourself a good chunk of time to be able to do this conscious crying. So give yourself an hour. You might cry for five minutes, but if you do feel the urge to continue crying for an hour to really move this through you, you will have that time. So really give yourself a solid chunk of time to do this practice and make sure that that's going to be a chunk of time where you are completely private, where you're not interrupted. And if you do have family members in the house who aren't used to you doing this, explain it to them. Explain to them before you do it that I'm going to do this conscious crying practice. And, you know, I'm going to be in the bedroom. I'm going to be crying. I am okay. This is good for me. This is going to feel good to me. Let them know that in advance so that they're not worried about you and feeling like they need to interrupt you. I hope that this was helpful for you. I really believe that this is such a powerful, deep practice to really look at the places in your life where you might be repressing your full emotional experience. I challenge you this week to actually do this exercise and to get radically honest with yourself. The truth is the more we allow ourselves to feel our challenging emotions, the more we are actually able to feel the beautiful, big, bright, joyful emotions in our life because we live in a balanced universe. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to go further, go deeper with this work, 
head to the show notes and download my services guide. That'll share all the ways that we can work together. I would absolutely love to work with you and go deeper with this. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful week and I will speak with you next time.